Hi everyone, it's Jason, and welcome to the JC Weather Podcast. It's Friday, April 29th, and we're finishing out what was a decent day in the tri-state. Hardly a cloud in the sky. And that was really courtesy of a very dry air mass that got advected down on the backside of an upper low-pressure system near eastern Canada. That did keep winds gusty, though, so despite rising into the low 60s, it did feel cooler out there. More importantly, we had very dry air. Dew points were in the single digits this afternoon, and that, combined with the wind, is why early spring on Long Island is fire weather season. Now, the weekend is really looking very nice This blocky pattern that we've been in might relax just for the next couple of days, and that is good timing. We're going to watch the flow go more zonal, and we're going to see high pressure start to build in from the west, which is also going to result in winds decreasing through the weekend. This is the time of year where if you get enough sunshine, you should reflexively be well into the 60s in the temperature department. So for tonight, looking for clear skies, and we'll be dropping into the low 40s for New York City. With the winds slowly diminishing, parts of eastern Long Island could maybe hit the low 30s, but it's very dry. It's going to be difficult to get frost. And then for your Saturday, we are looking for sunny skies. Highs will be in the mid-60s, and we'll be falling back into the upper 40s Saturday night. Now, Sunday, we're even going to do it again. We will see wall-to-wall sunshine. We'll have highs in the upper 60s, although Sunday, with the high pressure moving further east, We will see the potential for a sea breeze in the afternoon, so eastern Long Island could get stuck, perhaps being as low as the mid-50s. And then Sunday night will be dropping down into the lower 50s. We could see a few showers. That's the start of the next stormy weather pattern that we're going to be going into next week. And while it will be a rainy week, the rain that we're going to get next week will be nothing like the rains we saw from Hurricane Ida last summer. And we're going to talk about that when I come back. So as we get ready to make our way into May, and we start to get ready for the beginning of hurricane season in June, we need to take stock of some of the names that aren't going to be used again. And one of those in particular is Ida. This system caused a 1,000-mile path of death just in the United States alone. And this also came ashore as a Category 4 hurricane, claimed dozens of lives and brought widespread destruction across the southern states before it made its way up here. And National Weather Service does keep a rotating list of names, and they pull one off in the event 
that it becomes memorable, such as this one did, and the World Meteorological Organization gets to put a new name on it from its committee. So this system carved a path from Louisiana through New Jersey. It killed 91 people in late August of last year. And that's according to the CDC. And just this month, Ida was ranked the fifth costliest storm on record, $76.5 billion. It's according to NASA, sorry, to the NOAA's Center for Environmental Information. And also, this just for comparison, Hurricane Katrina which struck New Orleans 16 years earlier on that same date, remains the costliest storm on record at $180 billion, with the 2022 Consumer Price Index adjusted cost. This is followed by Harvey, $143.8 billion in 2017. Maria, it's $103.5 billion. In 2017, and Sandy, 80 billion in 2012. So, the costliest hurricane in the Atlantic Basin that hasn't had its name retired was Hurricane Sally in 2020, that ranks 32nd on the list of expensive storms. It is the 94th retired storm, Ida. And the twelfth I named to be retired since nineteen fifty four. And that makes it the most retired letter. Only C and F named storms come close to challenging the number of retired storms with that letter. So this soon to be infamous system was introduced to the list in two thousand nine when it replaced Isabel, and the name Imani is going to replace it in 2027 if we do reach the eye storm. Now, a little more about Ida. The levee system in New Orleans did hold up despite the Category 4 hurricane making landfall near Port Luchan. It's about 40 miles further west than where Katrina went. So New Orleans was right in the brunt of this, right by the eye. This system dumped over 10 inches of rain in Louisiana and Mississippi. It took out power to over 1 million customers in Louisiana. And Storm-caused outages in less populated areas persisted over a month. There was also some extreme heat that, that followed in the days of the system. So that just added to the misery. And 17 of the 91 deaths that took place were attributed to power-related um issues and heat exhaustion. So killed 28 in Louisiana with another two deaths each in Mississippi and Alabama, but didn't end there. 
it claimed 59 lives in the Northeast, accounting for nearly two-thirds of the storm's total death toll. At least 53 of the deaths were due to drownings. And Ida had long been downrated to a tropical rainstorm by the time it reached into the Northeast U.S., but it had intensified slightly due to extratropical features. So this whole thing resulted in a deluge. It prompted the first ever issuance of a flash flood emergency in the New York City area and the second to be issued by the NWS in New York ever. First had been issued an hour earlier by the office and that was for northeastern New Jersey. So over the 1,000 miles from where landfall took place, Ida dumped 3.15 inches of rain within 60 minutes in Central Park, and that shattered a one-hour rainfall record that had been set two hours prior in the lead-up to Tropical Storm Henri. That was during the Barry Manilow concert, for those of you who remember. And then this was just a nightmare, the night of Ida, as it came through. Many people were unable to escape basement and first floor apartments. That was uh, where many of the deaths in New York City occurred. So from its formation to its departure, Ida delivered over five inches of rain across at least 14 states 10 of which had sites that recorded over 7 inches of rainfall. And this was given a 4 on AccuWeather's scale for destructive weather. Like previous hurricane seasons before 2021, another overly active hurricane season is looking likely for 2022, also anticipating a preseason storm to develop. And we are going to be in another La Nina year, expecting this hurricane season to generate 16 to 20 named storms, 6 to 8 hurricanes, 3 to 5 of which could intensify into major hurricanes. If we do have an eye storm, its name will be Ian. I'm Jason, and thank you for listening. You can find out more by going to jcmeteorologicalservices.com, on Facebook at JC Weather NYC in Long Island, and on Patreon at JC Weather.